I would say the industry has kind of caught up and like there are a lot more cute options now for just in general, like diaper bags and even diapers. And, but when I had my babies, I was like, why is everything like rubber ducky and like, yeah, like monkeys, you know, like I want something like that's a fashion accessory. If I'm going to wear it like a baby carrier, I don't want it to be unappealing, you know, like I wanted it to be beautiful and I want to feel good in it. Right. Everything I design, it's like, I'm thinking about me as a mom and other moms and parents and like, what would make them feel good? There is no hood like parenthood. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadha Gupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my show, I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, which I call our mom sense and dad sense. I've had the privilege of working with Mom 2.0, March of Dimes, and the White House, and have had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. That's Total Mom Sense is a production of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube so you never miss an episode. To join my tribe, visit thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chadha Gupta. Now let's dive in to today's episode. How many of you have used baby carriers in those earlier years? I know I did, and so did my husband at the very same time because we had twins. It was so much easier than opening and closing our bulky twin stroller. And then our third came along. So the OG carriers did a number on my back. That's why I wish I could go back in time and do that whole phase all over again with Tush Baby. Founder and CEO Tammy Rant created Tush Baby, the single carrier that supports your body, all your stuff from your credit cards to your diapers and your kids ages zero to three. And bonus, you will look so chic wearing it. Tammy is a mom of three as well, and she is familiar with the usual aches and pains that come with traditional carriers, strollers being bulky, strap and carriers, wraps and sacks are too sweaty. She knows it all, and she wanted to create a solution that would help parents carry their little ones effortlessly with something that looked good, felt good, and stored more, freeing them up to do more. Five years later, the Tush Baby Hip Carrier is a best-selling viral sensation that's convenient, comfortable, and doctor-approved, and loved by thousands of caregivers worldwide. Tammy has been on Kickstarter and Shark Tank and is a scrappy and successful entrepreneur who's going to break it down for us today. Tammy, welcome to That's Total Mom Sense. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too, me too. I wanted to start with asking you a little bit about your childhood and background. Oh my. Okay. (laughs) I was born in Scotland. My mom is actually Egyptian, but immigrated to America when she was eight. And she met my dad in Scotland, had three daughters and lived there for 17 years. And when my parents split, she moved us back to America. And so I was a child of a single mom who was a hustler she got shit done. Sorry for the inappropriate language. Yeah. Okay. We cuss on here. <laughs> all right. She was the uh, ex- example for me and my sisters who all grew up to be pretty big powerhouses, I would say, of personalities. 
and strong work ethic. And we got that from my mom. So my childhood was really just growing up with girls, a lot of women in our family. And funny enough, I have three daughters now myself, watching my mom just kind of do it all, uh, working crazy hours, raising three children on her own, never letting us know for a second that we were having any financial struggles. So she was amazing and incredible. She still is. And I kind of owe everything to her. Oh, that's beautiful. And I know we've been texting and we bonded about our moms. You know, they're much older now and they're, you know, navigating that whole experience, ailments, and it's rough being in the sandwich generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a, it's a hard time. It's hard seeing your parents start to, for lack of better word, weaken, I guess I would say. She's just always been so like strong physically and emotionally. And she's still, you know, emotionally and mentally very, very strong, but I'm seeing her body start to deteriorate a bit. And that's really hard. Yeah. Something that my sister and I lean on is our support system and our family. And it's the only way to get through it because it is a shared experience. Yeah. Grief. What was your motherhood journey like? It was actually pretty wild for me. I got extreme pregnancy sicknesses with all three. So to start off, it was, you know, I was kind of, the pregnancy was very bittersweet. I was always very excited and very grateful to be able to be pregnant. I had three losses. So it was, you know, struggles to stay pregnant. And then once I was pregnant, struggles to stay strong. I was throwing, I had hyperemesis gravidarium. It's just like almost like extreme, extreme morning sickness that lasts pretty much the whole pregnancy. But for me, it was the worst in the first 26 weeks. And then it felt kind of like what I would imagine a first trimester to feel like for the rest of the pregnancy, except for my third lasted a bit longer. But so the from pregnancy was was hard. And then it was, you know, obviously like every mom, your life changes. You go from being independent and being able to do what you want when you want to like having these little babies that you need to uh, obviously put first and just change your life to your priorities just change to theirs, you know, to make them happy and do what they need. But it was beautiful and wonderful. And I would say like I was very, very lucky. I have a big support system, a lot of help. And I, I love being a mom. It's the best thing ever and the hardest thing ever. But I would say early childhood years were really tough for me when I had, you know, three under five. And I'm sure you can relate to that. And I don't even know how you did it with twins and the newborn all that quick. But that part was difficult and stressful. But I look back and like we, we have a lot of family videos and we watch them. And we were just watching them for my daughter's seventh birthday last week. And, you you know, it's the hard times are not the nostalgia is what you remember. You remember the like good things, you know? So it's like, I forget about the, like being up all night and being stressed and tired and starting a business at the same time. And I just remember like how cute they were and how sweet they were and little and their little voices. And I miss it, but we're in a, a new phase now and I really am enjoying this phase. So very, very happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. And I completely relate. You know, I don't mind that we put on those rose-colored glasses when we think of them. <laughs> you know, it's it's totally valid. I want to go into your Eureka moment with Tush Baby. How did that 
come to be. So my second daughter, Nora, was, I think, about six or seven months old. And she was what they call the Velcro baby. So she was just attached to my hip all the time. I carried her everywhere. So I remember my mother-in-law specifically being like, put her down. She just, you don't need to carry your baby all the time. And I'm like, but she cries if I don't. She's like, well, that's your fault. You've trained her. And I'm like, I know, I know, but this is what it is. And like, she's not going to want to be carried one day. And like, I kind of like it. So, you know, that's right. I like them being with me and close to me and all that. So I found myself wearing full strap on carriers around the house. And you know how complicated those are to put on. Like I often would have to like get to a mirror and try to find the buckle behind my neck and like, it was just tough. And then she'd want out and then she'd want in and then she'd want out. And so it's like dangling from me. I'm like tripping on it. And it was around the house. It was running errands. Like you're going into the grocery store and you're like, do I carry this heavy car seat or is it worth it to deal with the carrier? I'm only going in for five minutes. It's like a whole thing. Right. And so I was like, why is there just like nothing to go under her to like lift up her weight, to just make it easier, you know, like, cause it's just the weight and like, I'm popping my hip out and my husband had a bad back. And so it was just like, I just need an easy way to carry her. So that's kind of where the idea came up. And then I had my sister-in-law help like draw it up and then we made a prototype and I started using it for myself. I was like, I just want it for myself. And then I was wearing it out everywhere and people every time. I mean, I'm not even joking. Five to 10 people would approach me like, what? Like if I was in a park for an hour, there was at least five people that would be like, what is that? Like, oh my gosh, I need one of those. And I started talking to my husband being like, I think there's real appetite for this product. Like I I should make these. And But I had no idea. Like I was in tech sales. I worked at LinkedIn. I'm like, I don't know how to start a, you know, a company or finance. Where do I even start like production and like manufacturing? Like, I don't know anything, but I really believed, like I had this dream to go on Shark Tank for many, many years. I was like, if I could just get the right product. And I really believed in the product and I really loved the idea of learning it and trying, giving it a shot and making it like a side business for fun. Like I was like, I'll just do this out of my garage. I'll sell them like in local Facebook groups and you know, at the parks, it was just supposed to be like a fun little thing. So I I took it on as like a side project, but it turned into so much more. Oh, that's brilliant. It really, really did. It's, it's a phenomenon now. And I wanted to share a little bit about the uh, benefits of baby wearing to start. I mean, of course it's an ancient practice and you'll know much more about this than me, but you know, whether it was Native Americans or mothers around the world, it was the, you know, most effective way to transport your baby from place to place and then go about your day and your work. And when I started diving deeper, I found a great blog that does a recap of the benefits of baby wearing. There are many of them, but I want to just touch on some. It's good for cognitive and social development. It prevents flathead syndrome. That's something that, you know, all parents are concerned about when they have a newborn. Your baby may cry less. They feel like they're still in the belly. So, you know, in that fourth trimester, you want to simulate the womb as much as you can. There's more consistent weight gain, stable heart rate and body temp. It can be good for the hips. It's a workout for the caregiver who's wearing it. And it can help a baby fight colic. So that's just a few, which is just incredible. It's not just 
a product. It's so much more. And it's really facilitating that connection, you know, between mom and baby. Absolutely. And it, and it goes through toddlerhood, you know, like I found that, you know, you wear your baby a lot when they're young and then people are like, they can walk, like let them walk. And it's like, yeah, let them walk. But if they want up, like I want the ability to hold them and show them things and go to aquariums and Disneyland. And I want the ability to keep them close, but also like, I don't want to have to say no to them when it comes to like them asking to be close to me, you know, like pick me up. So that was a big part of it too. Right. Exactly. But there is a lot of benefits. Yes. And the longevity. Thank you for sending my very own Tish Baby Carrier. I love it because even though I don't have young kids, it's a really chic fanny pack and it can store so much more than a small one. And it's great. So, you know, now you have something that you can still use well after you're using it for carrying your child. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe I should, since this is, you know, it isn't a visual people can't see what it is. It might have, maybe it'd be good for me to just kind of explain what Touch Baby is. Yes, please do. Tell us how it was designed. So it's a hip seat baby carrier, which you had mentioned. And what that is, is basically like a fanny pack that your baby can sit on. So it doesn't have straps that kind of tethers the baby to you while we do sell those separately. I can go into that. We just launched those. This is for those up down moments easy up, easy down, easy on, easy off. And it stores all your stuff. So it's got, five storage pockets, a bottle holder, you know, you can carry your diapers, your wipes. As I designed this, I wanted to put the parent in the center, have everything that you need easily accessible, make it comfortable, but also chic and stylish. Also, obviously ergonomic for you and for the baby. So initially it was all hip seat. And then we launched actually two weeks ago, our snug attachment so that when you do want to go hands-free, you can, because we were getting so many requests for like, we have to get a tush baby and another full carrier because there are moments where you have to go hands-free. So this allows you to kind of have your all-in-one and you don't need any other carrier. And what's awesome is it's the first ever soft carrier, which is like kind of more structured combined with a wrap carrier. So the top attachment part is made out of a wrap material while the bottom is made after out of more of your traditional carrier fabric which makes it, it takes the weight off your shoulders because the baby's lift, lifted from underneath. So you're not feeling the pulling on your shoulders, but you also don't have the problem with traditional wraps where if the baby gets heavy, they sag. So right. it's kind of the the most beautiful marriage of the two. And um, it's super, super comfortable and convenient. So you can go hands-free when you want and you can store it in the pocket when you don't want to. So you can still go out with just your hip carrier and then we have a crossbody strap you can attach to it so you can carry the whole thing like a purse when you're not using it. So it just, we're trying to make mom's life easier. Yes, yes. Oh my God, it's so cool. And the fact that it's designed so well, you know, there's different fabrics and colorways. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So we have multiple different collections. We started off with just like a standard gray. We moved on to adding some prints with that gray polyester fabric. And then we added in, like we wanted, I really, we had, you know, black and gold and black and we've got like a denim looking one, a chambray. And now we've launched vegan collections. So we've got quilted vegan fabrics, pebbled vegan fabrics, which are my absolute favorite. We've got a cognac and a cream colored one, two separate ones that are just so beautiful and stylish. There's some like 
gunmetal zippers and really cool stuff. And then we launched a velvet line. And actually next week we're rolling out a orchid colored velvet. And we're coming out with our higher end line as well that has a tweed, like a Chanel type tweed and a metallic snow leopard, which Ooh. is really cool. Wow. So yeah, we've got some fun colors coming out and yeah, you kind of sometimes feel dorky in a, in a baby carrier and I did not want that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I had this diaper bag that I loved at the time that's polka dots and it's like, I'm not rocking that after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks so corny. So yeah, this is far more stylish. And speaking of which, you came out with totes too now, right? Yeah, we we rolled out our totes. We actually are phasing those out. So those are like a diaper bag and we only have it in sand left. Mm -hmm. They're very, very cool, but it is a hard market to tap into. Like there's a lot of competition in the diaper bag market, but we also did design that to be really like beautiful and chic and like something that you could wear after babies. So like, it doesn't even, it doesn't look like a diaper bag. And I use that as my travel bag. Like when I go (laughs) to the airport, like that is every a hundred percent of the time, my travel bag and love it for that. And it's great for when you have young babies because it's got an infant, like an insert. So you can put all of your like diapers and wipes and lotions and whatever and easily take it out. It comes with a changing pad. It's got a storage compartment that you can put your tush baby in. So it is a fantastic product and it's beautiful, but it wasn't something that we were like really marketing. We just have on our site. All in on it. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. And I think, you know, such is an entrepreneur's journey. And I want to touch on how that really catapulted for you. So you started with crowdfunding. So what happened actually is I submitted my really rough prototype to Shark Tank. Like I think one of like maybe the second or third round, I ended up in 12 rounds of prototypes. And with like a really bad email, actually, like when I went and looked back at it, I was like, what was I thinking? Like, <laughs> obviously didn't hear back. This was like August, 2017. And then I continued on working on my prototypes and I ended up getting pregnant, got really sick, obviously, like I said. And I was like in the hospital when I get a call from Shark Tank in February being like, Hey, you know, we got your application or your submittal. We'd like you to do a application and film a audition video. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick. How am I going to do this? And, yeah. But I didn't want them to know I was sick because then I was worried they would be like, oh, she's not going to be able to film. So I went for it and I filmed it and they started going through the process. Like once I submitted it, they said, you know, we'll let you know in two weeks if we're interested. Within two weeks. If you don't hear back within two weeks, we're not. And on the last day within the two-week period, I get a call being like, we'd like to move forward. We're going to put you in touch with producers and we'll go to the next steps. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, okay, they were filming this. Like, I want to say two months later, they wanted to film my episode. I had, I didn't have a website. I didn't have products. All I had was samples. Wow. I had no sales. So I was like, okay, film, I need, I need sales. Like I've watched Shark Tank enough to know that like, yeah. you don't go on there with no sales. It'll get like torn apart. Yeah. You'll just get like obliterated. I yeah. mean, yeah. They want to know the numbers. Yeah. And like prove that it's a viable product, you know, and like people are going to buy it. So I very, very quickly within a month pulled together a Kickstarter campaign where you have to, you know, you film video and you have to write it all out and have all these terms and 
when it's going to ship and all this stuff. So I got that live and it did really well. It ended up going viral. And this was back in the day when like viral wasn't as common and Insider posted it and it got like 30 million views or something crazy. Amazing. Yeah. And it was, and we just started getting sales. Like this was like the last four days it was going viral and it was still viral when the Kickstarter ended that they couldn't buy it anymore. And so it ended at I think $124,000 in that 30 day period. And then I filmed Shark Tank four days after that. Wow. It had closed. And then, you know, they're like, what are your sales? And I'm like, well, I just finished my Kickstarter four days ago. And that's what we did. And they, they accepted that. So they were happy with it. Oh my gosh. And what was the experience like, you know, who were the sharks on the show at that time? It was like the main, you know, like my episode, they had guest ones there filming that week, but the day I filmed, it was everyone except for Barbara. So it was Lori, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary, Mark Cuban, and and Damon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Oh my goodness. And what were some of their comments? I mean, they were amazing. I was out there for 45 minutes and it only showed 12. 40 two of them was like really positive and great. (laughs) But of the 12 that they show, three of those are showing some intense moments. So it's, it seems like it was like pretty rough, but it was actually really great. I felt like I needed to film longer. I knew that you need to be out there for a little while for them to have enough footage to edit it, to like get to air. Cause not everyone airs that films. And so in the back of my head, I'm like, you can't accept a deal. Like when they started making me offers, within the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. But like, if I just close a deal right now, like they're not going to, I'm not going to air. That was in my head. I got to keep going. And so when I'm putting them off, they started getting angry. Like, can I listen to everybody? And like, I actually really did want to hear what Lori had to say. And she was my ideal partner, Mm -hmm. but it did make them pretty angry that I wasn't accepting the offers that they made that were what I asked for. So they backed out. And so there was all of that, but it was a fun experience for sure. Yes. Yeah. And were they supportive after the fact or did you have any kind of mentors or those who were like, hold my hand, I've got you? Lori and her husband, Dan, I spoke to after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're wonderful people. Like, honestly, Lori is a really kind and genuine person. And so is her husband. Yeah. So I I have nothing bad to say about that. They're amazing. Yeah. That's what we want to hear. That's wonderful. And then tell us a little bit about the business growth and the the challenges along the way. Cause I think, you know, not everyone gets that rare opportunity to be on Shark Tank, but we all have great ideas. And it's like, if there's anyone who's listening, it's like, my idea is freaking amazing. What next? And especially if it's in the baby industry, we'll, you know, kind of zero in on that. I would say like the first couple of years were the hardest because I didn't know a lot, right? And I was like learning on the fly. So I had to make a lot of mistakes to kind of figure out the right way to do things, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to business school. You know, I didn't have a good foundation to be an entrepreneur, to be honest. But what I did do is reach out to founders and ask for time with them so that I could learn from them you know, how did you find your suppliers and how'd you build your financial plan? How'd you get your patent? Like, you know, just basic stuff. Yeah. That would be my advice is just like reach out for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. 
Yes, exactly. And do you have communities that you lean on? Um, I know you and I are both part of Mom 2.0 and I met your team. They were so friendly and helpful and they connected me to you. So Mom 2 is definitely one for me and it was great to be able to cover their summit and promote all of the wonderful keynotes and speakers on that total mom sense. But I feel like we need to have several. I would say for me, there's Hey Mama, Female Founder Collective. Do you kind of tap into these organizations or are there others that are like, these are my people? I would say that I have not done a great job tapping into those communities. Like I've kind of built a little bit of the community of group of women entrepreneurs with baby brands and we communicate a lot. So we've got like a text group that we just like are constantly like, Hey, do you guys have a good 3PL recommendation? I need to move mine or what's going on with, you know, the freight costs right now. And so we just always communicating like all day, every day. So we've got those, I've got that. And then the other thing I would say is there's like Shark Tank communities. So there's like Shark Tank Facebook groups and we have like a Shark Tank reunion every year. So we all fly to meet up and there's like breakout sessions and we're learning from each other and there's parties. And so I would say those are kind of my two main ones. There's also a group that's called uh, For Parents by Parents that I'm in, you know, parents that have made parenting products, Mm -hmm. (laughs) baby products. And so there's that, but otherwise not like those bigger organizations I have not been great about. And what I'll say is like, at the beginning, it's really, really tough. I would say like the first couple of years, like for me, I was, you know, I had little kids. I was working. I think I now I remember, actually, I was, remember I just got back from maternity leave. I took nine months maternity leave and then dove into this and then got pregnant again and really sick. So those like early days were really, really, really hard. And starting a company, like I just remember like nursing my baby And I bought like this nursing sling that another parent invented that I was working with. And I could nurse with hands free and type at the same time, which I feel so guilty about now. I'm like, oh, I didn't give my baby like full attention that she deserved at the time. Right. You know, those early days were really, really hard and it gets easier. So I guess my point is go for it, go all in, have a support system. You would think that as your company grows and gets bigger, it's going to get harder in my opinion, I just have been able to have like more help and like I've been able to delegate more as we've grown because I've been able to hire people. Whereas at the beginning, I literally did everything and that was so hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, and I, but I think that like shapes you as an entrepreneur because you have to be able to wear all the hats and do all the roles. And that way, when you're at a point where you're scaling and you can delegate things out, you know exactly what was effective from your experience. So I applaud you for that. What are some of the ways that Tush Baby is leaving a legacy and giving back? My goal pretty early on for this company was to help families that have children with special needs or even parents with special needs. And that came from when I was younger, I did a lot of volunteering and working within my high school with our special needs program that we had. And so it's just kind of something that's always been close to my heart. And I just felt like this product was really perfect for families that struggle with like 
either children that aren't walking or kids that can't walk or low muscle tone or tube feeding, things like that, that could, we could really help with. So we partnered with Len Foundation mm-hmm. and they give away, well, we give them free tush babies so that they can donate them out to any families who have children with cerebral palsy because in many cases they have trouble walking or can't walk at all. And then for any other sort of special needs, we give 25% off at any time. All you have to do is email us and we'll give you your own promo code for that. So that is how we give back. We also donate to causes in terms of, I kind of like to focus in on special needs. We've donated to, you know, Ronald McDonald Foundation, but I do branch out for some of my own personal missions in life, you know, and, and ways that I want to give back. So I've given, you know, to humane societies and Black Lives Matter and things like that. But yeah, we we really try to focus on, you know, families with special needs and helping them because I think there's just so much with this product that we can do to like make their lives easier. Yes. And of course, when you have children, it's so expensive. And when you are a family that has special needs, it comes with a lot of extra finances. So we want to do what we can to help. Yeah, that's that's really great. What is a mom sense moment that you had when you trusted that intuition that we have as moms and, and parents? This one's a little haunting for me because I had the instinct and I didn't listen to it. Like I kind of tucked it away like, oh, you're being paranoid. You're crazy. Like, this is fine. With my first daughter, I had it was going back to work and I was interviewing a bunch of nannies and we interviewed one nanny that I really, really liked, but there were a couple red flags that I ignored, but I thought, Oh God, she's so warm and wonderful. And she's kissing my baby. And like, I just want my daughter to feel like she's with someone that loves her. And so I kind of ignored some red flags, like my gut telling me like, I don't know why, like something seems off, Mm. but we hired her and Luckily, I found out pretty quickly. It took about four months, but still four months that she was with my daughter every day. Found out that she was drinking really hard alcohol and a lot of it while she was watching my child. And we were doing a nanny share at the time and the nanny share family noticed on, she only had her at her house one day a week and there she was at my house four days a week. And on the one day she said, every Monday, like I started noticing that we have this bottle of vodka, like a handle, and it would go down like significantly. And she's like, I don't, I haven't drank it. And my husband is sober. And I'm like, huh. And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe her husband's drinking and she doesn't know. You know, I didn't. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. You can't figure it out at first. Yeah. So we took like clear tape and put it on our alcohol cabinet and marked like the line of where the bottles, the alcohol was like going to, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like a little marker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you wouldn't even see the, cause clear tape. And then I did that the date, the night she told me. And then the next day when I got home from work, I, the first thing I did after she left, I go over to the cabinet and one of them was like four inches lower. Whoa. And I was like, Oh my God. And then when I confronted her about it, she's like, what's well, just wine. And I was like, Oh, so you're drinking wine too. And then I talked, I don't drink yeah, same. often like at all. And so I asked my husband, like, you know, well, he obviously knew what's going on. And I'm like, she said the wine. And he's like, you know, I've been thinking, like, how are we going through so much wine? Like, and so I asked her, I'm like, where, like, were you bringing wine with you? She's like, no, I'd open your bottles. And I'm like, but they're not there when we get home. She's like, I take it with me. 
So she's like opening bottles of wine and drinking the entire bottle and taking it with her or drinking half of it and taking, I don't know what's going on, but thank God she wasn't driving her anywhere, but she was with her all day and we had steep stairs and obviously I let her go, but yeah, I felt immense. Like I've just been, it tears me up to think about like the guilt of like what could have happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm thankful, but I I don't know how she was behaving with my daughter there. To be honest, like I don't know if she was giving her attention or neglecting her, ignoring her. You know. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you shared this um, because it is eye opening, and I think you know what your mom sense did was put the clear tape on those bottles, and it just steered you in that right direction where it was like I need to figure this out and get to the bottom of it, and you did. Um, and thankfully, nothing happened. This happened to a friend of mine too, the same thing where she was watching the nanny cam and she was drinking, took the bottle in her tote and would leave. And we have to be vigilant when it comes to our kids. Yeah. Full stop. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? I really like the quote, when you know better, you do better by Maya Angelou. Hmm. And I just really believe, like, I like to believe that people are inherently good. And if they make mistakes, that they learn from them. And myself, too, like, I like to take my mistakes and turn it around. And, like, once I know, like, I won't do that again. Like, if I did something bad, like, I know I will do better next time. Right. I like to think that people are good. And when they do something bad, I give them the benefit of the doubt that they didn't know any better. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, And where can my listeners find you and your amazing products? You can find us at tushbaby.com. And if you use promo code momsense20, you'll get 20% off your order. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tammy. This was such a joy. I'm so glad that we have become friends and can stay in touch and support each other because I think that's the most important thing, not only in in business and in our work life, but as fellow moms. Absolutely. And thank you so much. I feel the same way. It's been an honor to be here and I've really enjoyed getting to know you. Thank you for listening to my episode with Tammy Rant. It was so insightful So if you have an idea that you would like to take to market, especially in the parenting or kids and family space, just go for it. She is living proof that you can see through your dreams and problem solve for this audience and see continued success. Congrats, Tammy, on all that you've created with Tush Baby. Thanks for extending my audience an exclusive code. Be sure to use the code MOMSENSE20 when you visit tushbaby.com to receive 20% off your order of your new baby carrier. That's momsense20 at tushbaby.com. Tune in to other episodes and browse my YouTube channel. Just visit thatstotalmomsense.com for more info. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen. If you have ideas for guests or show topics, you can DM me on Instagram. Just follow me at Kanika Chanda Gupta or write to me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. I really appreciate your feedback 
and my team and I get back to every single email. Remember, always trust your mom's sense and dad's sense. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you next time. That's total mom sense.